Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, Kate Walker and Jay? All's well, all's well. Looking forward to another great one. Yeah, everything's good. Uh, got some good stuff to talk about tonight, so should should be a fun show. Should be a fun show. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys ready to talk some sports? We're going to hop right into it. Let's do it. Let's do it, Britt. Let's do it. I have a quick question. Um, I know the NFL is over, but as you guys seen, I tweeted not that long ago (laughs) (laughs) with Nick Sirianni crying a picture that I missed the NFL. Like, it's sad that the NFL is uh, uh, over. But now we got the XFL. How do you guys feel about the XFL? I, I dove all in on the XFL this weekend. I watched games on Saturday and Sunday. It wasn't bad. It, it was not bad, especially that Sunday night game. It was not too bad. So it's not the NFL, but if you're just if you're just looking for some football, mm-hmm. it's not bad. I, I, I give it a thumbs up after week one. You got a team, Jay? Oh, Britt, yeah, you know you can't. <laughs> Not yet. Let me let me wait and see who's winning. Give me a couple of weeks. All right, got, got, wait. got the league right. He's got the league. <laughs> you got any thoughts on the FXO? None whatsoever, Britt. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it. I, I'm not going through withdrawals just yet. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, that's something. If I'm if I'm in in dire need of it, then I'll check it out. I know there's a lot of big name guys or former name, Mm -hmm. big name guys like coaches in in there as well. So I definitely wanted to check it out, but I was all in on basketball, college basketball uh, this past weekend. So I have not gotten a chance to check it out. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon made some plays. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I heard about that. There's some former NFL guys in the league. So it's Mm -hmm. not bad. It's Mm -hmm. not bad. I'm not going to say nothing bad about Josh Gordon. Go ahead, Josh Gordon. Do <laughs> Hopefully he stays off the weed this time. <laughs> yeah, no, you got, I've seen a little bit of it. Um, some, some of it, because you know it was also NBA All-Star Weekend. So, um, And I did see Wade Phillips. I didn't know Wade Phillips was still coaching, but he's still uh, hanging in there and a couple other guys. So yep. I'm going to give it a shot. I know it's just starting. And then right after that, it's the USFL. So let's see what happens. But speaking of football, let's roll right back into some NFL. So as we recently heard over last week and over the weekend, Kansas City Chiefs, former now offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, has decided to go to the Washington Commanders to become their new <coughs> offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. In order to move on, you had to have a promotion. So the promotion part was the assistant head coach. Um, do you guys think Eric Bien- Eric Bieniemy made a wise decision to leave the Chiefs for the Commanders? Jay, I'm gonna come to you because you got a slight little smirk on you. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I've I've kind of y'all saw we we texted about it, and I was like, look, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. Right to me, from the outside mm-hmm. looking in, it didn't look like it made a whole lot of sense. Why would you leave Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league, to go? to Washington where we don't really even know who the quarterback's going to be and and an offense that struggles. So just initially when I saw it, it was a head scratcher for me. It didn't make sense. But then I kind of listened to some other people talk about it, thought about it a little bit more. And then that one thing that kept coming back to me is that coaches 
I've never met a coach that never thought that they couldn't be the guy to turn something around. So I feel like the enemy probably feels like he hasn't gotten the respect that he deserves in Andy Reid's shadow. And maybe the only way he's going to get the credit that he feels like he deserves is to go off and do it on his own. So I get it from that standpoint. Uh, I don't know if it were me, I probably would have stayed put. I mean, how many more years is Andy Reid going to coach? Sure. But I, I, you know, I've kind of softened on my position. I'm not mad at the enemy for wanting to go do his own thing, for wanting to prove himself, for wanting to kind of show people that, hey, I can be a, a head coach in the NFL. So I'm kind of neutral about it now, Britt. If it was me, I would have stayed, but I'm, I'm not mad at the enemy for trying to find a new opportunity. Yeah, I don't think I'm mad about it either. I, you know, I was reading through uh, Twitter and I, I seen a couple of posts and they were saying how, well, it might be his attitude. It might be this. I'm like, well, also it might not be that. It might just be he's in Andy Reid's shadow. You know, when you're dealing with a great future Hall of Fame head coach, he tends to get all the credit. Um, so it's unfortunate that Andy Reid gets all the credit. I mean, granted, so he's a great coach, but we do know Eric Vandemi is also a great playmaker, uh, I'm sorry, play caller, um, makes great adjustments throughout the game, and he just needs his opportunity. And I think this will give him his opportunity, like you were saying, like you were saying, Jay. Um, the commanders, though, <laughs> that's the only thing. It's like the commander, um, that is just toxic environment, but hopefully he can go take his energy he can make it into something positive. I know they're getting ready to sell the, sell the team or they're in that process. Hopefully that daggone owner doesn't refuse too much longer, come back with something else crazy. Um, but this might be his opportunity to show, hey, I got to help change this organization. I could turn things around. And it's a bad offense right now. It's a terrible offense. Their current head coach now, he could just focus on the defense. And Eric Bianami can focus on calling the plays for the offense. And this is this will be his chance to be that head coach that we think he should all be or should have already been. Okay, well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you guys touched on every point that I was going to uh, to make. Uh, but just to add to that, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where you know you want to see if it was really Andy Reid making those play calls or making those adjustments mm -hmm. uh, for sure. I personally thought it was Andy Reid. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's Eric Bieniemy. So a lot, and it's go, it went back and forth. It's you know 50, 50, 48, you know, um, you know, you know, um, you know, forty eight, you know, fifty two. However you want to look at it to see who's who's actually uh, you know to, to to give credit to. But we're going to find that out uh, for sure. Now going to Washington, as you guys mentioned, that uh, you know that's definitely a um, uh, you know that's definitely a challenge within itself right now. Right now. They're all in on Sam Howe, or um, so they say that they're all in on Sam mm -hmm. Howe, the second-year guy out of, out of North Carolina. He showed some promise down the stretch. Um, that you know they do have a good running game with Gibson. They they, they do have um, you know uh, McLaren, a, 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 a decent receiver um, as well. We all know about that defense uh, for sure. But going back to the offense, uh, you know it's, it's a challenge. We're going to see if Sam Howe is going to be there. If we're going to, if they're going to bring in another uh, a veteran receiver, I mean a veteran um, quarterback, because there are free agent quarterbacks. I know we're going to dive into that, you know, and later on in the show. But there are free agent quarterbacks out there that probably could fit um, Eric Bieniemy's system. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. he's not going to be a Patrick Mahomes, but um, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how uh, if if it was Eric Bieniemy or if it was Andy Reid. And I know it's not going to be a fair shake for Andy. I mean for um. The enemy because it is Washington. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the funny thing, though, okay, okay, well, and Britt, I think, Britt, you mentioned, like, getting out from under Andy Reid's shadow. Like, we've seen other coaches manage to get out from underneath that shadow, right? There's been some guys that have worked mm-hmm. under Andy Reid that didn't have any problem getting those head coaching jobs. So I'm just wondering, like, is there something else about Eric Bieniemy? Like, is he not interviewing great do the owners just not want him to be a head coach is right. it something yeah. from his past like what is it about the enemy that is seemingly holding him up because we've seen other coaches manage to get out from underneath Andy Reid's shadow but for some reason the enemy just can't seem to get over that hump I don't know um is but the one thing I will say um you don't really ever hear of any players say they don't like him or they yeah. dislike him so that's the one positive um so he seems like i mean he's tough we all seen i don't know if you guys seen it but i'm pretty sure most of us seen a clip of him and Patrick mahomes going back and forth um because eric bandy said no i'm doing it this way we're going to do it this way Patrick Mahomes was like no let's do it this way um so that shows me right there that eric bandy had more say so than what most of us thought you know so andy reed did not you know he's the head coach but he did delegate and allow Airbnb to call certain to make certain calls throughout the game. Um, so maybe it is an interview thing. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a color thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, like we just we just don't know. We don't know. But well, I guess we'll find out later. You yeah. know, we recently had two former players. LaShawn McCoy said one thing, but yeah. then Tyreek Hill said something else. So we just don't know, and I guess we'll find out. But good luck to him. I no longer like him anymore because now he's a rival. <laughs> uh, so a, I hope he's, uh, he's in the East. I don't know how much of a rival there's going to be. But. <laughs> yeah. So I hope he stays. I hope he stays in the gutter. Uh, I hope the team stays in the gutter uh, for a long time. All right, guys, let's switch gears. Let's switch it over to the NBA because this past weekend was what? The NBA All-Star Weekend which was in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, There were so many events this weekend, such as the Jordan Rising Stars, the Celebrity All-Star Game, uh, the three-point contest, skills challenge, slam dunk contest, and, of course, the NBA game itself, the All-Star NBA game itself. Now, as we know, we all watched the slam dunk contest. We're going to start here first. Sixers guard, or recently signed Sixers guard, two-way contract, of course, um, Mac McClung won the dunk contest after uh, coming to the Sixers from the G League. Do you think, or did, let me rephrase that, let me rephrase that, did Mac McClung save the dunk contest? Okay, well, I'm starting with you on this one. Not in my eyes, he didn't. Um, <laughs> unless, yeah, unless it's going to um, motivate or, or get these other guys going that we've seen, like uh, a LeBron James, a John Morant, um, you know, those guys that actually, you know, you generally see the, the dunk contest during the All-Star game. So uh, unless these guys sign up for, um, you know, for the uh, NBA dunk contest, I think we're just going to just see the same thing. I mean, yeah, he 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 made it interesting for sure uh, this this past uh, this past weekend. But to save it, that's really hard to say. I don't know if a guy like that. I mean, I mean, some heck of a dunk. So don't get me wrong. But um, I w- if, if, if guys were more consistent along with uh, McClung, then I would say maybe they, you know, he did save it. But it was just a one man show from start to finish, in, in my opinion. So to, uh, to answer the question, no, I don't think he, he saved it. At least he didn't do it for me. <clears throat> Jay, do you think he saved the dunk contest? 
but I'm gonna go one step further with that question also. I'm gonna switch it up with you. Um, there also have been a lot of people out there that are very happy for Mac McClung, but believe the dunk contest is for NBA stars only. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's a good question. Number one, I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I, I kind of feel like Kate Walk. I don't think he saved the dunk contest. I think, you know, mm -hmm. maybe he stopped it from like they were about to put the last mm -hmm. nail in the coffin and maybe he mm -hmm. stopped them from putting yeah. that nail in the coffin <laughs> for one more year. Uh, good dunks. Again, not taking anything away from him. He, he right. did a great job. Mm -hmm. But it, even with, with what he did, it didn't really move me that much. I was yeah. like, okay, mm -hmm. nice. I mean, I don't know. I just maybe feel like we've seen all the dunks that they can possibly mm -hmm. do now in terms of it being for stars i think that's mm -hmm. interesting right because it used to be that all-star weekend was about the stars that you were going to highlight the very best players in the league most of those guys in the dunk contest i mean if you're not like a a fan of the nba like if you're just a casual watcher you probably don't even know who a lot of those guys are so right. i i do think brit it would be better if we could have our stars in that dunk contest can you imagine if John Morant, zion williamson lebron james like if we had those names in the dunk contest how much more interesting that would be. So, yes, I would love to see the very best in the league participate. But we're just dealing with a different animal now. There, there's something about competition that these yeah. young guys seem to shy away from. So I don't, don't think want we're it. ever going to get it. it. We're never going to see it, Britt, but it would be great if some of the stars would participate. Yeah, I just feel like the stars ran away after LeBron said no. Yep. Now, I think LeBron said no because he just doesn't think that he's good enough to do it. Not – not because he wasn't willing to do it. I don't think he believed he was good enough. I know he did it in high school. He didn't do that well in high school. So he was like, this is not my thing. I'm not going any further with this. But after LeBron said no, everybody else just aligned with him, uh, which kind of stinks. I do think that it should be for the stars. Um, but unfortunately, the stars don't want to do it right now. And it's just like, how, what type of incentive can you give them to say, hey, if you do this dunk contest, we'll give you, I don't know, something else maybe 500k just to do the dunk contest they can afford it they could definitely afford it um that's definitely an enticing situ uh enticing deal they should take um do i think mac mcclung saved the dunk contest no i'm with you guys i don't think he saved it but i do believe he got people more excited about it again um because i'm be honest this weekend i was watching i was just like i, I don't know if i even want to watch it um, I'm not sure if I even want to watch it. You know, he has done, he did bring some new dunks into this particular contest, especially that last one. Um, I know most people said it was a 720, I think they said, but it was a 540, guys. It was one full spin and a half. 720? <laughs> 720. <laughs> Good gracious, it's going to be there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I was just like, no, not that's, that's a little long. Um, but no, he, he was incredible. Um, the one thing I will give him credit on, was that he did all his dunks on the first try. Yeah, he did all his dunks that was on impressive. the first try. Um, and he was only six foot two. So that was very impressive. I think the dunk contest brought attention to Mac McClung and helped to, uh, uh, help to I don't want to say save his career, but helped to uh, bring attention to, hopefully, to help boost his career. There we yeah, go, help boost his sure. career, not versus the other way around. Um, I think the dunk contest will still be there. It's been there for years, but I agree. We got to somehow get these superstars to come and, and participate in this dunk contest. We still want to stick with the NBA uh, weekend because we've seen the NBA game. 
or the NBA All-Star game. Now I have a comparison. Which one do you prefer? The NFL Pro Bowl game with the new format, the flag football format, or the NBA All-Star game? Jay, I'm coming to you first. Listen, I <laughs> I, I think they're both not great, but I, I, I the new format for the Pro Bowl at least gave me some hope because the guys did go out there and play and compete. Like, it's hard not to play flag football and have fun. So if you just get guys out there, put some flags on them, they're going to play, they're going to have fun, they're going to compete. The NBA All-Star game for me this time was embarrassing. I, I didn't even, I watched the first quarter and then I, I, I stayed on the XFL the rest of the night. Um, it's just inexcusable. I get it. You're not going to go out there and go 100%, but can we just try and play a little bit of defense? Maybe just a little bit of defense? So it almost felt like it was unwatchable to me. Like how many times are you going to watch a guy go down the lane and dunk the ball with no resistance at all? So the NBA's got a problem. Like if that's how the guys are going to play, they're going to have to figure something out. Because to me, that was unwatchable. Right now, I, I take the NFL game over the NBA easily right now yeah i'm in agreement with you i think it, it just i was just sitting there like all i feel like i felt like i'm watching hockey the puck just going back and forth back and forth back and forth back like there's no defense there's no excitement to it there's no competition um this was an opportunity to say hey we could play against the best we could pair up with the best and then play against the best um and there's no competition i'm a shout out our one of our um viewers here Commented Ashley on Facebook said Jordan, <clears throat> Dr. J. Wilkins, Vince Carter, among many others who took it serious. Today's stars don't compete with tenacity anymore. Yeah, and I I agree with that a hundred percent. Like, what is it about today's stars that they don't want to just go out there and compete against? you know, the, the, the other guys that are just as good as them. Like you can remember Jordan and like he said, Dr. J, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, mm -hmm. they, they had pride, like winning mattered. Like even K walk, you remember like growing up at the park, mm -hmm. it yes. didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're nope. out there playing five on five. Yep. You want it to win period. Yes. Winning mattered. Now they, it, it's like, they don't even care if they win. They don't care nope. to compete. They're mm -hmm. just out there to put on a show. So it was a real turnoff for me. It's all about the brand and the money nowadays. Brand and That's the what money. It's all about. That's what it's but, uh, all about. Okay, what? Give your thoughts on Pro Bowl game, the flag football uh, version, or NBA All Star game. Yeah, I, Jay alluded to it. I, I'm going to go with the Pro Bowl this year and the All Star game this year. Um, because it, I mean, the Pro Bowl uh, this year because it was more competitive. Um, you've mm -hmm. seen the guys play defense. You've seen. Uh, um, uh, Peyton Manning, um, he was he was into it. You know how how serious he was uh, about that. And, and guys, they were had not only were they competing, they were having fun as well, and they all enjoyed it after the fact. Then you got the head coach of the uh, of I think it was team team LeBron team. Yeah, I forget who he coached, but Coach Mike Malone from the uh, from the Nuggets. He said that it was one of the worst games he's ever been a part of, and he's yeah. the coach there. <laughs> so the same for him to say that that's like you really ridiculous, man. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I just think I don't I don't know what more you can do to uh, mm -hmm. to fix it. I believe Joel Embiid was 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 kind of pleading with these guys like, yo, can we turn this up? Can we turn the, the competitiveness up? Can we turn the defensive game up? And these guys just looked at him like he was, you know, uh, you know, like he was trying to sell them something on, on the street. Like, now nah, we're not trying to hear that, man. We're trying, we're trying to hear that. Then you got Dame Lillard, um, you know, shooting, um, you know, not even half court. It was like. 
two feet behind the, the, the half court line. And then you got mm-hmm. LeBron throwing the ball. I mean, it was just, I mean, yeah, I get what they're trying to do, but come on, let's make it competitive. Maybe if they go back to the East West version of it, like, you know, East versus West yeah. and turn it into what the major league baseball does with their uh, all-star game is that the winner of the all-star game gets home mm-hmm. in this case, gets home court advantage um, in the NBA finals. Maybe if they go, they do something like that. Maybe we can start to see a little bit more competitive basketball. Um, but it's just it's just a one big video game right now to watch because you got Team Giannis against Team LeBron. You're doing the draft, and then these guys are just saying "Ole, Ole," you know, go do your thing. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, it, it's I didn't even watch the All Star game to be honest. With you. I watched highlights of it. And that's the only reason why I gave you all that that half court shot, the LeBron of it, because I watched the highlights. I didn't even watch the game. I didn't even watch the game. It, okay, was, well, it was just disgusting. Go ahead, Jay. No, man, you make a good point. Like maybe the NBA has gotten too cute with this thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Trying to have mm-hmm. captains and picking guys yeah. from all both sides of the league. Like you're right. Maybe if they go back to East versus West, have mm-hmm. a little bit of pride in your conference. Uh, maybe that would make it more competitive. And, and hey, maybe put something on the line like home field uh, yeah. advantage in the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, then I think we'd see some guys compete. And especially in basketball where, yes, you can get mm-hmm. injured, but the risk of injury really isn't that high. These guys should they, they should be out there playing. man. that again, that I thought mm-hmm. it was embarrassing. Yeah. Well, sure. you guys are basically talking about my next question, which basically was, do you think the NBA needs to change the format to the NBA oh, All-Star right. game? It's not, oh, no, you're fine. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's all right answer. It's no big deal. Um, but it sounds like from you listening to you guys that you guys do think they need to change the format um, and go back to the East versus West. I know our viewer, he thinks, yes, going back to the East versus West is definitely one of the best ideas. I think another idea, um, maybe do something with the big three. Um, I know that's a big thing. But instead of maybe having all, yeah, having all all stars since they don't want to play anyway, maybe have you know a couple all stars um, go up against some retired guys or something like that. I'm pretty sure those retired guys, those old school guys, would be more willing to put a little competition and uh, talk some junk out there on the court. So that's another idea um, because this the way it's going. I don't see it lasting for so long when it comes to uh, the fan base. So it's gonna yeah. be interesting. All right, guys, a couple more topics, and then we'll head into break. So I want to say on the NBA, as of right now, I want to talk about guard Russell Westbrook, uh, who was recently brought out by the L- by, recently brought out by the LA Lakers um, and has now signed with the LA Clippers, which is ironic because last year he said he would not sign with the Clippers. Well, one year later, things have changed. Do you <laughs> think Russell Westbrook will help the Clippers' chances of winning a championship if everyone is healthy, Jay, I'm gonna come to you first on this one. That's a good question. Um, because I, I, in some respects, I think Russ has gotten a little bit of a bad rap. I, I think mm-hmm. people have been overly critical uh, of, of his game because if you just look at his numbers, they're really not that bad, right? But I guess there's a difference between putting up numbers and playing winning basketball. So I think the question is, does Russ still play a brand of basketball that can help a team win? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily think it makes a major difference for the Clippers in terms of their chances at, at winning uh, the West or, or, or winning an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be nights where he helps and makes them a lot better. I think there's going to be nights where he can't hit the broad side of a barn and turns the ball over a whole bunch. So I think it's going to be really up and down for Russ. 
But I guess specifically to answer your question, I don't think he's going to have mm-hmm. that much of an impact in terms of w- wins and losses. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out which Russ. Are we going to get the egotistical Russ, not to say that he, I'm not pretty sure he's a great guy outside of off the court, um, or are we going to get the team environment Russ? It looks like towards the last, towards the latter days, I guess you could say, with <clears throat> him being with the L.A. Lakers, um, he seemed like more of a team guy. He was he was coming off the bench. He was playing well coming off the bench. Will we get that guy? Or are we going to get the last year Westbrook or, you know, the OKC Westbrook? I think if we get more of the team guy, he could be their point guard now um, because Kawhi and, and uh, Paul George, they could play off the ball. Plus, they have other shooters there. Yeah. They, they play defense. So I think this is a better fit for Westbrook. I'm just curious to know what type of mentality Westbrook is going to bring to this Clippers team. Now, is he the Westbrook that he was in OKC? Probably not. He's older. Um, I'm not going to say he lost a step because he's still he's still fast. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting. I think they could thrive all together, but I think it's going to take time. People have to understand when you get a new player, that does not mean a new star player does not mean you're going to win a championship. It takes time to really gel to learn each other's game. And as a point guard, he has to learn the strengths and weaknesses of his uh, of his teammates. But K-Walk, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I don't think it's going to make a big difference here. I just think that you're going to see a different Russ, uh, though, for sure. Because I think that, you know, anytime you get a change um, in environment, well, actually, it's almost the same environment. They're the same. Uh, they play in the same, <laughs> the same stadium, and I think about it. But uh, but you got, you know, you got a different locker room now. You got different guys there. So now you're, you're, you're rejuvenated right now. So you're going to definitely mm-hmm. see a rejuvenated Russell Westbrook. Um Again, like Jay said, and like you got, and you alluded to, uh, Britt, is that I don't think he's gonna he's gonna push the needle one way or the other. I think they're still gonna be the same type of team. You know, maybe he'll help that uh, that second team, or you know, coming off the bench, give them a little bit more spark there. Uh, but that's the only thing I can see. I don't really think they're gonna be, you know, it's gonna push them over the top uh, for sure. But I think it'll make them just a little bit better, just from the just from the uh, the second unit. That's the only thing that I can see. And I think I definitely think we're gonna see more of a rejuvenated Russell Westbrook for sure. Yeah, I think he's starting no okay, walk because um, I don't know who the okay. point is. Yeah, yeah, I think he's planning starting. on starting he's, him. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that uh, he's coming uh, in. Uh, he's coming in, and he's going to be that point guard because that's the one right. thing they needed. They needed a point guard. Outside of that, they needed health. So hopefully, they're healthy. I think if they're healthy, they uh, could you be. I think they're yeah. a top four team in the uh, in the West, but they got to stay healthy. They have All right, to now, that's the biggest thing. They start, They have that, to that kind of changes my answer a little bit. I thought he was coming <laughs> off the bench. I didn't know he was starting. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're going to definitely see a different Russ. I think we're going to see him mm-hmm. more facilitated. I know he's been doing that the majority of his career, but I don't think we're going to see Russ – um, make uh, shooting those threes that he's he's been shooting in in, in L.A. or in, in, with the Lakers for sure. I hope not. <laughs> I think he's going to leave that to uh, Paul PG thirteen and 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 Kawhi as well. So yeah, I think we'll definitely see a different Russ. We're going to see again, as I mentioned earlier, a more rejuvenated Russ, and I think we're going to see uh, you know more of a facilitator and less threes from them as well. We almost have to see a different Russ, yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you keep getting going somewhere and then they're like, oh, no, we don't want you. You go somewhere yeah. else. No, we don't. Eventually, <laughs> you yeah. got to look in the mirror and say, maybe yeah. it's me, right? Yeah. So I think he's, <laughs> he's got to change his game a little bit to try to fit in. So I think you're right. We will see a different Russ. Okay. I, I will say this. I think this will be an easier um, 
offense for him to attack more because you can't leave Kawhi wide open. Yeah. Um, he's he will drain threes, twos. He has that form um, that never changes, and he will uh, uh, really make those shots. And then you can't leave Paul George wide open. So you have two guys, all star guys, who needs defenses will pay attention to him. Yeah. So I think for Russ, this gives him more one on one opportunities. This give him drive. This will open up for him to drive to the basket. I think things will be a little bit easier for him on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah. it's going to be interesting how they how they figure this out. Um, uh, Ty Lu, I believe, is their head coach. I think he's a smart smart head coach. So I think he'll he'll come up with different ways on how to make make their offense flow well. All right, guys. So two more topics actually. I just added one because we had breaking news today. We're gonna stay with the NBA before we switch back to the NFL. We did have breaking news right before our show. Um, Atlanta Hawks have fired head coach Nate McMillan. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I know this was not part of our topic. This just happened. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? K Walk J, whoever wants to go first. Well, being here in Jay's Atlanta, down, yeah, about to yeah, say James down, man, you go first. It seemed like it was inevitable because <laughs> him and Trey, they just don't see eye to eye. They don't get along. Mm-hmm. They don't see eye to eye. In the NBA, you know, the star is usually going to win out. So, you know, the coach is going to have to go. So it, it seemed like it was something that was either going to happen at the end of the season. So I'm not shocked that it, it, it happened now because when you can't get along with the best player on the team, it's just not going to end well for the head coach. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Um, Trey Young wasn't even an all-star this year. I don't know what's going on with his play. Everything just declined from the head coaching, the play of the team, everything just declined. The fan base, well, they never showed up to the stadium anyway, but um, was that a shot? I'm sorry, Atlanta. I like Atlanta, so I'm <laughs> mad, but slight shot. Um, but yeah, I guess it was like you said, Jay, it was inevitable, it was going to happen. They still need to make more changes to this team. Um, they didn't even give they've been talking about trading John Collins for the last five years, and it still has not happened. And so I don't know what's going on. They just need a fresh start with everything. But K Walk, do you have any thoughts on this on Mike Nate McMillan's firing? Yeah, I mean, very, I mean, not surprised. Um, I'm just looking. I was just looking up the uh, the standings here. So they're they're right in the in the thick of things, especially, you know, especially in the playing game. And they got a chance uh, with their uh, three games out of uh, sixth place. So they they still got some mm-hmm. basketball to play for. You know, some some quality basketball ahead of them. So um, Nate's a travel man, man. We we know that even as a player when he was in the league. Um, he, he's a journeyman um, and, and head coaching as well. He just seems to never be able to, to latch onto the team. He always seems to be the scapegoat. Um, but Jay, you know, you, like you mentioned, um, you know, him and Trey didn't really get along. And we all know the young guy is always going to win out. Mm-hmm. If there's a scenario where there's there, either he goes or I go, um, it's always going to be that young rising star. So um, definitely not surprised. Um Good move. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good move, especially if they weren't getting along. Um, you know, you got a they, they got what, a two two game losing streak right now, so they want to uh, kind of uh, uh, kind of nip that in the bud, if you will, stop the uh, stop the bleeding as much as they possibly can before it gets too uh, too crazy. So, but the, right now, I think it's a good move at the right time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how Trey Young can turn things around because I just don't think he had he's having his. A great year this year. I think his numbers are pretty good, though. 
And, and maybe, you know, because sometimes the numbers can fool you. You know, guys put up big numbers, but they it doesn't really impact winning. I could be wrong, but I thought he was averaging like 27 and a decent amount of, of assists, but I'm just going off the top of my head. So I, I, I could be absolutely wrong about that. Um, You're only as good to... as what your team does. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, all right, guys, let's switch back over to the NFL because um, there have been a lot of reports, rumors this past week regarding a Giants quarterback. He's now a free agent. Uh, Daniel Jones. Apparently, Daniel Jones, mind you guys, it's a report, a rumor. Not sure if it's true. It could be true. We just never know. Um, but apparently, Di Daniel Jones is requesting $45 million per year to stay with the Giants. Do you think Daniel Jones is worth $45 <laughs> million per year? And I would love to see a smirk or some sort of face. Okay, well, you know I'm coming to you first. <laughs> I thought was you were going to ask me, do you think that Daniel Jones is on drugs? Um, that's what I thought you were going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, man. Where is that coming from, bro? What, where, where does that number come from? That's that's Patrick Mahomes type money. And, and that's a discount for Patrick Mahomes on, on top of that, to be honest with you. $45 million, that puts him, what, what fifth, fourth, fifth in the, in the league at top – Top um, paid yeah. quarterbacks. Come on, Daniel Jones. What did you do? Okay, you had that 300 yard rushing, I mean, passing game, and you had a 70 yard rushing game against an uninterested Minnesota Vikings. But other than that, man, where, where were you at in that Eagles game? What, what happened in that game? Now, if you would have beat the Eagles, and then I say, okay, you could demand that money. But come on, man, 45 million. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> No way in the world he gets that money. I mean, if you give him that money, you're just you're just desperate. But you know, especially from a team that didn't even pick up his fifth year option as a rookie, mm -hmm. so I, I can't see. I don't know where he's. And I hear that he's uh, he's changing uh, agents as well. And I don't know if that's going to make a difference, bro. That's not going to make a difference. It's still a, it's still a, a crazy amount of money to be asking from Daniel Jones for for any any team, not just the Giants, from any team. Yeah, um, I believe Patrick Mahomes is as that is at that forty-five million per year, mm -hmm. or yeah. somewhere close to. So that makes it's him one, two, million. three, four. Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes is the fifth paying fifth, yeah, quarterback fifth, yeah. in the league. He probably should be number one. Right, uh, Aaron exactly. Rogers, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is number one uh, at fifty million a year, and I don't even think Daniel Jones. No disrespect, no, he might not disrespect. even be top ten. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure if he's worth top 10. Maybe now. I'm looking at this list, so he might be at like 8 or 9. He might slide in there at 8 or 9. Uh, yeah, compared to what everybody else is doing here. Um, but no, definitely not a top 5 pick. No, 45. And you know, Lamar Jackson is sitting there like, give it to him, give it to him. Yeah, Lamar exactly. Jackson, please give him that, give him that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, no. Uh, I get they'll probably franchise them most likely. So that'd be maybe about I think they said 32 for a franchise tag. Maybe I'm not even sure if he's worth that. He has to That's prove a lot more to me. To me, he has to prove a lot more. I know Giants fans are sitting back like you don't know what you're talking about. They didn't want him before the season. They, yeah, I was they gonna say y'all don't remember Daniel Jones. Prior to Brian Dable, y'all was saying get rid of him. So yeah, exactly. um he's he he has a lot more to prove, in my opinion. But Jay, do you think 
forget it. You know the question. I'm not even going to repeat it. Make me sound like I'm on no. or something. 40, <laughs> 45 sounds like a crazy number. I, I agree with you guys. It sounds like a crazy number, but you guys know how the NFL works. Like the later, like when your number comes up a couple years after mm-hmm. the other guys, it's always going to be a little bit more. What What did the salary cap increase by like 17, 17 million, 17, something yeah, like million. that? Mm-hmm. So every mm-hmm. time that salary cap goes up, that's more money in the pocket for these quarterbacks. So no, I don't think he's worth 45, but I think he's probably going to get, if they don't franchise him, I mean, 37, 38 might be a realistic number now that's for a guy value. like that's that. The market I mean, value. You know, he, that's just kind of what they pay these guys. So 45 is a reach, but he played pretty good down the stretch. So he's probably trying to leverage that. I don't think yeah, he'll get sure. 45, but I can see him getting 37, 38, something like that. Down, down what stretch? The regular season stretch? Yeah, I was saying, if you would have put more than seven points on the board again in that wasn't uh, he, division Didn't again? he play decent like the, a couple games? The, the like Vi- the last I give him the Vikings games. game. Yeah, the I Vikings he was decent game, yeah. against yeah. the Vikings, I, yeah. I give him but the, the reality hit that. when he hit when we played the yeah. Eagles. Though. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, wow. Wait a minute. What? We got a, another what? viewer. What does this say? Aaron Rodgers should be in jail for still well. That's funny. Oh, that is G Girl Martin. That was a good one. And I'll tell you what, like when you think about that though, like 50, when you say Aaron Rodgers, I get it, but 50 million sounds like a lot of money for A Rod, doesn't it? I mean, I don't think he's played. $50 $50 million worth oh, of good man. quarterbacking. I don't think so yeah, at all. I agree. So, I agree, Jack. Yeah. I mean, he she's right. He's stealing. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles, if you can hear me now, please play Jalen. And Jalen Hurts is out there now. salivating too. Yep. Please pay him right now because I don't <laughs> want this to go into next year. We got to then pay Joe Burrow and all the rest of those young guys. Pay him now so we don't get killed <laughs> as far as salary cap. Yeah. Huh. Man. I hope. Come on, Jalen. Please help us out. Help us out. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to head into a break. Jay is going to take over um, so we can have more sports talk and more fun. Please subscribe to the Sideline Speaks on YouTube. We are also on Facebook. Same name, the Sideline Speaks. We are the Sideline Speaks everywhere. Um, but please subscribe, like, comment, and please share our, uh, our channel. We would greatly appreciate it. We are on the road to 250 subscribers and also like as well. Um, actually, we got one more comment. Uh, okay, they said, I hope Jalen Hurts gets his money. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Let, we let all, we all hope Jalen gets paid. <laughs> he definitely deserves it. But you guys are listening to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLineman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLineman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.
All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. Guys, also don't forget, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts yes. as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you can always check us out there as well. Um, we just talked about some of these quarterbacks, guys, but let's kind of make some predictions about where we think they're going to end up. I think we'll have a little bit of a quarterback carousel uh, going on in the offseason. Some guys are going to move. Obviously, mm-hmm. some guys are going to end up staying. But let's start with the $50 million man, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, Walk, there's been some reports that Green Bay's done with Rodgers, that they're ready to move on. They're kind of <laughs> tired of the antics. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's how it is with every great player. At some point, your talent is no longer worth the trouble. I feel like Rodgers is approaching that point. But, K-Walk, where do you see him landing uh, when, when the season kicks off? What, what kind of uniform will Rodgers be wearing? Yeah, Jay, I, I think we just hear this every offseason, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers not being happy in Green Bay. Green Bay wants to move on, so forth and so on. The next thing you know, he's signing, like you mentioned, a $50 million a year um, uh, deal. Uh, I think this time is true. I, I think this time is is valid. Um it's not it's not a, a false rumor. So I think we'll still see him in a green uniform. I just think it'll be here in New York with uh, with with the Jets. I, I think mm-hmm. they'll they'll do something to, to make that move. Robert Sala and, and those guys, they brought in um, Nathaniel Hackett, the, uh, the former head coach from the Broncos, as their offensive coordinator. So I think that's a good fit for those guys. So I, I'm going to go out on them, and I'm going to say, you know, rumors has it, it's the Jets. So I'm I'm going to go with that rumor because I like the fit. So I'm going to go with the Jets. Yeah, man, I agree with you. I think this time it really is true. I do think mm-hmm. they're ready to move on, and I think the Jets would be a perfect landing spot for him. But Britt, what say you? I'm sorry, guys. I don't believe it. By the way, bless you to whoever who sneezed. I heard somebody sneeze. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, my mic is that um, my mic was that that, that sensitive. <laughs> but no, um, I'm sorry. I I think he's staying with the Packers. You know, because he has to restructure his deal. Will he be willing to restructure his deal? His deal. He says he is, but will he really? Is he really? ready to do that um because as are that means you're not going to get out get that 50 million dollars and that's a lot of money to change up uh you're going to lose some of that potentially to go to a new team because i don't think any team's going to be willing to trade for that type of contract i'm sorry um and if i if he does i, I really think he might go to the raiders you know Derek carr is gone they released him he is gone and aaron Rodgers has come, come out and say he would love to go and play with Devonte adams over with the uh raiders so I think he's going to the Raiders. Is Rodgers and Rodgers first? Stay, I'm sorry, staying with the Packers first, then maybe go to the Raiders. <laughs> is Rodgers still the guy, Britt? Like, is he still that dude to you? Like, oh, we got Aaron Rodgers, or is he now just a really good quarterback? I don't. Uh, I think it was a tough situation with the Packers. Um, a lot of young receivers, and if we've seen a lot of those receivers in the beginning of the year they were actually dropping a lot of footballs. Um, so I think in the right situation, I think Aaron Rodgers can still be Aaron Rodgers. I think the Raiders will help provide that. Um, but there was a couple games this year where Aaron Rodgers did not look like himself. So I can't put it all on those young receivers because when he did start catching footballs, he was not passing the ball right. 
but he was nowhere near how Tom Brady played this year. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady was just retirement zone. So <laughs> I think in the right situation, if you have Aaron Aaron Rodgers, you got a chance to win. Yeah, for me, he's lost a little bit of luster. But but K Walk is he still the guy? Is he still like oh we got a Rod, we got a chance, or is he just you know another good quarterback? In my eyes, he's still that dude, man. He, he okay. really is. I, I just think that you know there's you know there's falling out with, between him and the front office there, and um and Green Bay, and I think that's kind of you know he dis- disengages um a lot there, so we don't see that same. Aaron Rodgers from the mental standpoint, but I still think he has all the physical tools um, that he had uh, for mm-hmm. the last few years. So I, I still think he's that dude. You put him in the right situation, you know, as I mentioned with Westbrook, you put him in a different environment, he's rejuvenated. And if you, if you get a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers, you're going to see um, him play at an MV, another MVP type of um, uh, caliber uh, uh, season. So, so to me, he's still that dude. Okay. Okay. I Let's agree. talk. Let's talk Lamar Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want to pay this guy for whatever reason. They don't want to <laughs> give him a long-term deal. There's even been some rumors that maybe he's coming down here to Atlanta. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah, a long shot, but you never know. But Britt, when the season kicks mm-hmm. off, is he going to be a, a <laughs> franchised Raven or is he going to be playing somewhere else? I think they are going to franchise tackle. I do believe they'll franchise tackle. But for some reason, I hope um I don't want this to happen. I will probably pass out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he goes to Dallas. <laughs> I really think that Dallas, and this is out, this is coming from out. I'm out there. I'm going way out with this one. But I think Dallas is getting sick of Dak Prescott. Um, and I just feel like he he's not getting, I don't know, something with Dak Prescott. He just can't get it done. So I could see Jerry Jones saying, you know what? Baltimore doesn't want. Lamar apparently will be willing to pay uh, Lamar, and you know Jerry Jones will pay Lamar Jackson his money, whatever he wants, <clears throat> to get him to come to Dallas. I could see that happening. They trade Dak to Baltimore, um, and Lamar goes to Dallas, and you got Lamar playing with some pretty good playmakers <clears throat> down there to see if they could get it done. It would be exciting. There's no question about that. Kate Walk, what say you, man? Where's Lamar going to be? Yeah, I got him on my list with the Ravens. I just think he'll be mm-hmm. with the Ravens. I think they'll ultimately franchise tag him. I don't see – I mean, we, we mentioned a lot of uh, these free agent quarterbacks and quarterbacks that are on the trading block. But I think the best fit here is for Lamar to, st- uh, to, to stay uh, with the Ravens. I think they may not get a long-term deal done, but uh, I think they'll franchise tag him. He'll be with the Ravens for at least one more year. So I'm, I'm going to say he stays mm-hmm. with the Ravens. Okay, Walk, would you play under the tag if you were Lamar? Or would you say, no, I'm not playing on a tag, I want a contract? Yeah, that's a great question because it all depends on how you're looking at it. Because if you go to Kirk Cousins' route, that might be the right best route to go. If you're looking at it from a money standpoint, Kirk Cousins bet on himself and um, he continued to do that and ultimately got that long-term deal. Um, is Lamar willing to bet on himself? That's the question. Me, personally, I would do it. Um, if they're not going to give me that guaranteed money, but I'll just play and continue to play on that franchise tag mm-hmm. because the market's only going to go up and up, you know, each and every year. Um, we talked about, you know, Daniel Jones getting, what, $45 million, or asking for $45 million. The market is demanding or commanding um, – 32, I think you guys said 32, 30, 30, between 32 and 35 million. I know he'll get that plus some. Um, so 
I would play on the tag, Jay. I would play on the tag because he has something to prove. Um, yeah. You know, it didn't work out for him last season because he got hurt in the latter part of it. They still made the playoffs. So I would say I play on the tag for one year to prove myself and, uh, and and see what happens from there. But I would definitely do it. Yeah, for me, I'm the scary him. part of playing on the tag is is his brand and his style of football. You know, you play on right, the tag yeah. one year, you get hurt. Now I don't have a deal. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, I get it, right? The 35 million on the table, they're not offering you a long-term deal. You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? But man, the, the way that Lamar plays, I, I would feel like he was really taking a big risk there. Britt, you said you wouldn't do it. Yeah, but before you yeah, answer I'm that, Britt, because the, the, the Ravens going to say, I'm, I'm not going to give you that 35. I mean, that, that, that guaranteed money that he's asking for at the same time. If yeah. you're looking at it, at, if, they, if you're looking at the brand of football that he's playing, that he plays, I should say, then I wouldn't give him the guarantee money that he's asking for. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> no, um, look, you have until I think July, I forgot the exact date, but sometime in July to come up with a long-term deal. If you franchise tag me and we still can't figure it out by July, well, I'm not doing this again. Last year I did everything right. Um, unfortunately, towards what well, mid towards the end of the season, things didn't quite go my way, although I came out playing very pretty well. Um, and I proved to you time and time again that I'm a good quarterback. I am the reason why we're winning is because I'm playing. When I don't play, we don't win. And it's it's facts. So no, I'm not playing on a franchise tag. What's the worst you're gonna do? Okay, I sit out for a while. <clears throat> you're either gonna trade me or I'm gonna be a free agent. And then on the open market, I'm really gonna get what I want. And if you trade me, I just come up uh make a deal with the new team and they get closer to what I want, or I'm a free agent. Yeah. I'm going to say something that might seem crazy here. I don't think Lamar Jackson is ever going to get a long-term deal with the Ravens. I don't think he's ever, I think if he, if he gets that long-term deal, it's going to be somewhere else. I think their plan Mm -hmm. is to franchise him this year. They can franchise him again next year, right? Can't you franchise for two years? So I think they're thinking we're going to franchise this guy for two years in a row. And then Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens at that point. In two years for Lamar, that man, that might be four or five years for a quarterback that stands in the pocket and doesn't take a whole lot of hits. So I, I think if he wants his long-term deal, he might have to look elsewhere to get it. But it, it's going to be interesting yeah, I don't, to see how it plays I out. I don't think cap-wise they're going to be willing to franchise him two years in a row because the input, the uh, the impact on the cap space is different when you franchise that. It's yeah. a little bit harder. It's a little yeah. bit harsher on the cap. So I think two years in a row is a little rough. Um, but I, I definitely think he, he's going to go elsewhere because let's think about it. When you're talking about the Baltimore Ravens, right? And recent memory, who has prior to Lamar outside of what Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco was, the, eh, he wanted them Super Bowl. He got them yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. They also had playmakers surrounding him defensively and some offensively. Um, who was their quarterback during the uh, uh, Ray Lewis in 2000? Was that that, that was, um, that was Trent, Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Yeah, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Yes. Dilfer. Well, Trent Dilfer. Eh. So I don't know if they even value certain things in the quarterback because of how they won in years past. So it's, it's going to be interesting what they do here. Yeah. Well, they got a new. They have a new offensive coordinator now, Todd Munkin, and Todd Munkin has mm-hmm. come out and said that he wants to exploit um, Lamar Jackson's um, skill set, and that means passing the ball. Mm-hmm. He, they, they, he feels like he's an underrated passer, so that may alleviate. I mean, that may take away from those running all that running that he yeah. was doing, you know, the past years mm-hmm. with Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator. So if Todd Munkin stays to what you know what he says, then we're going to see a, a different. That's why I say, you know, listen. 
You got a you got monkey coming here. He wants to use you more as a passer. Hey, franchise tag me. Let me show my worth, and then let me go hit that market. And I guarantee you that I'll I'll get more money there. And like and like you mentioned, Jay, he may not get that long term deal with the Ravens unless they see him be able to pass more than he yeah. was. Yeah, and Munkin did a great job with uh, UGA. Todd Munkin. Yeah, he, yeah. he was um, great at Georgia with all those weapons. It's like Munkin. Just replace the, 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 the N with the, uh, the Y with the N. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good, man. He's a, he's a good coordinator. So I, I do think he's going to open some things up for the Ravens. All right, let's talk about Justin Fields. I know it sounds crazy, but there's some people saying that the Bears should move off of Justin Fields and draft one of these young quarterbacks, um, you know, with their pick. I wouldn't do it if it was me. I think Justin Fields has shown enough that that he should be in Chicago. There's no get you. You never know with with the NFL draft. You might draft a generational quarterback. You could draft a bust. You just don't know. I think Justin Fields has shown enough that I would keep him. But Britt, what say you? Is is Justin Fields going to be a bear or are they going to move off of him to draft one of these young guys? If they move off of Justin Fields, I I, I don't know if they'd be making a wise decision. Um, look, I love Bryce Young. I love CJ Stroud. Um, and I know they're going to be talented quarterbacks in this in the league, but I just love Justin Fields and his his abilities. Um strong arm. He has to improve on his accuracy. We all know that. He definitely has to improve on his accuracy. Um, I feel like if you do something a little bit similar to what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts, I think Justin Fields can really excel. But you have to add those playmakers um, in Chicago, shore up that offensive line. I think he will be a great quarterback down the line. But it's going to take time. Do they want to start over again? You know, you know, it'll be another two, three years before Bryce Young and CJ Stroud really get, you know, get things going. Um, I feel like you're a little bit closer with Justin Fields. So just give him his chance. I think he's staying in Chicago. Focus yeah. on that defense. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Britt. And I guess maybe the only reason they would think about it is are, are they going to get like a boatload of, of, of talent? for, for right. giving him up to, to give that number one pick or whatever. I guess that would be the only reason you would even consider it. But for me, it's still a risk. But K-Walk, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. As much as um, I feel like he may they you know, the, the, the Bears organization, is, they're an enigma. You just don't know what you're going to get with them. And so, but I say he stays with, um, I say he stays with the Bears. I think he's proven enough. I think you put him in a situation kind of similar to Lamar is you got to use his arm a little bit more um, and put him in the offense and surround him with some receivers that he can get the ball to for sure. But that one guy, the uh, the young kid Carter, the number one, the projected number one overall pick, he's hard to turn down, man. And when you already got a quarterback yeah. Yeah. like uh, like uh, like Justin Fields, I mean, you're 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 going to build on something. So um, mm-hmm. if it was me, I say I'm saying he's staying with the Bears. They take that number one pick with Carter, and then they build around him in the draft as far as getting you know offensive linemen, getting receivers around him as well. But it's hard to turn down that tag, give up that talent so quickly. Yeah. I wonder if they could even trade that, you know, with a team that's going to pick a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. They'll end up getting Carter and maybe Mm -hmm. get, you know, some draft picks or whatever with that trade. So they they definitely have a lot of options uh, in front of them. And then they also have a lot of money in free agency. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of, uh, was like over $30 million or something like that in cap space. So you could do a lot with that in free agency as well. So, yeah. 
Uh, let's talk about the quitter, Derek Carr. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> First time I heard him call that. <laughs> okay, well, where do you see him going, man? Um, I have him right now. I have him with the Saints. I have him going to the Saints. I think that's a, a, a really good fit. Um, even when he was with the Raiders before they released him, he made a visit there. And to me, and after he visited there, he said, you know, that's when he became, that's when he came out and said that, listen, I'm not, I'm not uh, waving my, uh, my no trade clause. I'm not waving that for any team. So a lot of people are looking at it differently. I'm looking at it as a lot of people saying that, well, he didn't want to go to the Saints. So don't trade me to the Saints. I'm looking at it the other way. I thought that he really liked it there. And, you know, he mm -hmm. wants to go there. I think it's a good fit for him. Um, good pieces around him. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I don't, we don't know what his situation is going to be yeah. with that indictment that he came, that came down with. But he has some young receivers uh, nonetheless. So um, I think he really likes it there in New Orleans. I think he ultimately signs there. Uh, I think that's, and then I ultimately think that's the best fit for him. So I'm going to say the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he'll be in New Orleans as well. Britt, what about you? Um, I thought about New Orleans, and I still think that's a big possibility. Like you guys say, he likes it there. But I'm going to say the Jets. I know a lot of people are saying Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, but – I don't know why I'm feeling Derek, Derek Carr to the Jets. Um, I think they have a great young defense. If I'm not mistaken, they were a top, what, top five, top six defense this year yeah. with Sauce Gardner. And then they have some young, uh, talented playmakers and Garrett Wilson, uh, Brees Hall. I know he tore his ACL, but he was doing very good things prior to the ACL injury. Wow. Um, and then they have the young guy in Elijah Moore, who's more of a uh, – Love that guy, man. Uh, yeah, he could do it all type of receiver, you know. Um, line him up in different, different, uh, 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 you know, positions on the field. So, I'm gonna say the Jets. Yeah, that's not a bad call. I mean, the Jets feel like a team that is like just one competent quarterback away from being yes. really, really good. You know, so if they can get one of these guys that we've talked about tonight, I think they're gonna be a really good football team. All right, last one, Jimmy G. Um, where is he going to end up, K. Walt? Another quit, uh, we could say. Yeah, he, he quiet, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he, he quit quietly. nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> but um, man, he, where he do you think he could he's possibly be wearing a, uh, a Super Bowl ring right now? Possibly, Rick. Don't don't jump that much. That's impossible. Um, but uh, I, I like two teams here. Um, I, I like the Dolphins first. Um, uh, because you know. We don't know what we're going to get with Tua. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know what you get with Tua. Plus, he has a great relationship with Mike Daniels um, uh, there, Mike McDaniels uh, there, because he used to work with him at with the 49ers when he was the passing coordinator there for right. the 49ers. Uh, so I think, and he knows that offense very well. It's very similar to what Kyle Shannon had, mm -hmm. uh, ran and runs in uh, in San Francisco. So I'm going to go Dolphins first. I think the Raiders are our close second as well. I like the Raiders because he does have a relationship. Well, Josh McDaniels went at this time with the uh, mm -hmm. at the, with the Patriots, um, so he has he's familiar with both coaches there. Um, but if I was a betting man, I had the two. I would take the Dolphins because it's just a little bit more familiar as far as the offense and some of the pieces he has, like Jeff Wilson Jr. He has um, who else do they have over there? Uh, they have a couple of the guys. Uh, Trey. Uh, they they have another guy, Trey there. Um, just, just a lot of guys that he's very familiar with that he played with. Some of the guys mm -hmm. just escaped my mind right now, but he's very familiar with the offense and some of the key pieces there as well. Yeah, man. Um, 
man, Jimmy G in, in Miami or in Vegas, man. I, I hope Jimmy G keep his his mind on uh, football, man. In, in my in Miami or in Vegas, that might be sexy look. That's a G. sexy look. Right? Uh, but what say you? I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, I he wants to be a starter. We know he wants to be a starter. I personally don't think he's a starter, and I've been saying this for years. I, some people may hate me for it. Some people may agree with me. I don't know. I think most people might don't like me for it. Uh, but I always seen him as a stopgap quarterback. You know, he's a starting quarterback until they get to their franchise uh, quarterback. Um, but to me, I see him as a backup quarterback, unfortunately. Um, but I think if he wants to start, what about the Panthers? I think that's the opportunity. He could definitely start there. Unfortunately, they're probably not going to want anything anytime soon. They have so much rebuilding that needs to happen there. Um, but he could definitely go there and start right away. Like, he will be considered the starter. I think Sam Darnold is still – no, right. No, he's a free agent, yeah. He, oh, he's – okay, yeah. I don't think they're signing him back whatsoever. Um, and they had somebody out there, I can't think of their name, um, right at this moment. But That P.J. Walker he, there and then the uh, – It was – yeah, it was P.J. Stuff. Walker. It was PJ Walker and he got hurt. Then someone else, I forget who else they were. Yeah, uh, someone else but, is there. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. But that's, who it is. <laughs> that's it wasn't Coriel, was it? Was it Matt Coriel from uh, Ole Miss? I think no, it was Coriel. I, okay. I, I think he got hurt so. too there. Yeah. Um, but he can go right there and be a starter today. That's a Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baker. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Good um, stuff, wait, y'all. Is that? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think, yeah. Is Baker Mayfield in the Panthers or LA? No, he's in. He well, now he he finished in L.A. He finished in L.A. Oh, he finished he in L.A. With, yeah, but, but he, he was, was with the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, so we saying. don't know who's there. So to your point, exactly. Exactly. Your exactly. point right, 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 right away. Hold on, exactly. let, me, let me get warmed up. Let me get warmed up. <laughs> yeah. All right, good stuff, y'all. Let's um let's give out some awards, guys. Football season's over. Let's give out some awards. Uh, I, I stayed away from some of the traditional stuff like best mm -hmm. quarterback, best running back, best receiver. Tried to do some stuff that's a little bit different. So I hope I hope y'all did some homework on these. Um, but let's start with uh, your most underrated player in the NFL, a guy who deserves a little bit more love than he's actually getting. K-Walk, you look ready, man. Who you got? Who's your most underrated player in the NFL? I meant to put his jersey up right here, guys, but I did not do it. It's sitting over there. I forgot to bring it up, but it's my <laughs> man, Brandon Ayuk, the big 1-1 one -one from the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, I think that what everything that he did <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything that he did for that offense um, was so underrated and was and it went so unnoticed. Unless you broke down the film and watched that, um, you know, in depth, you you wouldn't you wouldn't appreciate this guy. But he had 78 catches, over a thousand yards, eight uh, eight touchdowns, and we know how many different quarterbacks they played with this yeah. uh, this, this this past season as well. But what I want to give him credit for, where I think he's most underrated, is his downfield blocking. I mean, his guy is most, he's so unselfish. After, you know, once, you know, George Kittle or Debo or, or McCaffrey, whoever, whomever has the ball behind him, he is so willing to block. And not does he, not, not only is he willing to block it, he does it so effectively. So, Brandon and I, my, Iuke is my most underrated NFL player. That's a good call, K Walk. Very good call. <laughs> Britt, who you got? Who deserves some more love? Um, I think there's so many guys who deserve some love. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I went with a guy who didn't even play this year. Um, I think people have forgotten about him. Um, but I think he was one of the, the, the best young 
route runners in the league, and he was coming up quick in Atlanta before they traded him. I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. Mm. I think what he's going to do with that Jaguars team next year, they they needed that other receiver, and this is their other receiver. He could be a number one receiver. Um, he was supposed to remember he was supposed to come to the Eagles. So, I mean, I'm I'm good now. But then I was like, oh man, I'm good now. Um, so I think he, right now he's one of the most underrated NFL players because he's he's been completely forgotten about. That's just a don't bet call. on him. Just That's don't a, bet on. Yeah, him. don't bet. Don't <laughs> bet <on him. laughs> Especially not eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Hey, using your own name. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good call though, because that was a sneaky good pickup by Jacksonville. I think you're yep. right, Britt. He's gonna he's gonna make a major impact there. All right, let's go the other way. Overrated. Who who gets too much love? Not as good as everybody thinks they are. K. Wall, who you got for the most overrated player? Yeah, I went with three here, guy. I went with three. So I'm going to go with my first one because I didn't know where I was going to pick in this situation. So just to cover myself. So I'm going to go with the first guy that I, that I picked. And that's Russell Wilson, man. I went with <laughs> Russell Wilson here, man. I just think, you know, that trade and what that was Seattle, I mean, what Denver gave up for him. And then that ultimately that uh, that deal. And, and we see what happened with that, uh, you know, with, with that whole season. Um, everybody's coming in and say he, he's the guy, you know, he's – he, he's going to change his franchise. He's going to lead them to the Super Bowl. I was one of them, guys. I was one of them. I thought they would Me win too. the East. I mean, win the West. Me I, I thought they would win the West, and I thought they would get to the Super Bowl. So I'm right along with it. So uh, Russell Wilson is my uh, almost overrated. Yeah, Broncos country. <laughs> Let's ride. Um, <laughs> Britt, who you got? To, to defend Russell Wilson a little bit, I did not believe Nathaniel Hackett one second. That organization was just a mess. But I that think def- with, I was believing uh, that defense. <laughs> I think with uh, Sean Payton, it's going to be different. I think we'll see an old Russell Wilson. Um, this so. one was hard. This one was really hard. I didn't know who to go with. Um, you made this tough, Jay. You really made this one tough. It's too many players. Next time, yeah. go with it like tennis. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one player. Uh, I'm going to say who I always say, Kirk Cousins. I I just think he's one of the most overrated NFL quarterbacks in this league, and a lot of his stats come from garbage stats. I'm going to be honest with you. He gets, oh, he got 400 uh, uh, yards. Yeah, <clears throat> most of those came in garbage time, let's be real, because um, when he goes up against a good team, he does not play well. You could sit and say he doesn't play well prime time. I just don't think he's a great quarterback in general. Um, if you leave any, if you leave, give any quarterback time, they will kill you. Um, but him just apply some pressure to me. He gets a little scared, scared in the pocket. And we have seen that time and time again. I just never, I just think he's one of the most overrated NFL quarterbacks to be considered in somebody's top 10, five or 10. So that's just me. Yeah, that's a fair call. Um, y'all are going to think I'm crazy when I say this. Y'all might ask me, y'all might say, Jay, you cannot be a part of this show anymore after I say this. But I'm nervous. <laughs> and I hate to say something about a Penn State guy. You know, I, I, I like to be loyal to my Penn State Oh, you State think of my other guy. But I think guy? Micah Parsons is overrated, guys. Wow. I think Micah Parsons is <laughs> overrated. I think he came out the gate like gangbusters, got a lot of sacks, was making a lot of splash plays. But there was a point in the season, I think he went like six or seven straight weeks where he was completely invisible. And the other thing I don't love that I'm seeing from him is he's just getting too involved on social media, commenting about any and Mm -hmm. everything. And I just feel like his mind is going in the wrong direction (laughs) and he's not locked in 100% on football. So... I'm going to say Micah Parsons is most overrated. 
and I, I'm predicting that out for this coming year. I, wow. I don't think Micah's going to have a great year. I think I think a lot of people are going to be saying, what's wrong with Micah Parsons in this upcoming year? I, I think maybe he's getting a little bit ahead of himself. So Micah Parsons is my overrated guy. Yeah, you well, kind of watered down man. my Brandon Ayuk pick there because last year in the playoff, Brandon Ayuk put him on his butt, man. <laughs> you kind of watered down, watered down my yeah. most underrated player there. I mean, no, like you, you, I, I look, I like Michael Parsons, but I don't think I disagree because just the Eagles game, um, talking all that smack, and Lane Johnson just completely body slammed him to the ground, so took him out the game. I think. The bike, uh, the 49ers did the same exact thing, took him out the game. So I don't think I disagree with you. And that's the thing. Like when you talk a whole bunch, then like you raise the expectations for yourself. So now everybody already thinks you're a great player, but then you got people comparing you to Lawrence Taylor and you're talking about, you want to break his sack record. Like you set expectations that are just way out there. So (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be interesting. All right, let's do uh, let's do the NFL Prima Donna Award. You know the NFL's filled with some prima donnas. A lot of them play that position that K Walk played, wide receiver. Um, but K Walk, man, who you got? Who's your NFL Prima Donna? Uh, yeah, I had three again here. Um, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray, man. I'm going to go with Kyler Ooh, Murray here. That's a good I think one. Ky- I think Kyler Murray, we saw him come out demanding that um, that big deal, uh, which he ultimately got. But then you hear him um, in the, before the game. He's in the game in the uh, the locker room playing video games, <laughs> and then he, you know, he's talking all this trash and not getting it done, running around like a little uh, squirrel in traffic. Um, it's just, it's just, man, I just, I just think this guy just, he just, he felt himself too quickly in the NFL, man. And um, yeah, I, Kyler Murray for me is that uh, is that prima donna without question. Man, that is a great call. Because he's was, like the definition. The he's a yeah. definition of a prima donna, man. He really is. That is a great call. Britt, who you got? Oh, um, I had a bunch of them. Um, I almost went with Michael Parsons because he absolutely has prima donna tendencies as well. Um, yeah. I'm going to use him again. Then <laughs> I almost said Odell Beckham, but I was like, I give him a break because he didn't play he this didn't year. Play, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought I'm about it too, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, yeah, we know he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But this year he has been a complete prima donna, you know, coming at his his uh, wide receivers, his the rookie wide receivers um, in the locker room. And at the time he wasn't playing well himself. So I'm sitting there like, how are you calling them out? You need to call yourself out. Um, now he's in the media talking about he's wanting to restructure contracts that we all know he really doesn't want to do. And talking all this mess. I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you. He's the prima donna of all prima donnas as of right yeah. now. So I'm that's, going that's with Aaron another, Rodgers. Yeah, that's another good call. Another very good He's call. On my list. All right, Britt, I'm going <laughs> to stay with you for this one. Um, let's do best hands. Let's do a positive one. Best mm-hmm. hands in the NFL. Who you got for this one? I mean, it's hard to go away from this guy. I know he didn't play much. I think he was injured or he, he was suspended during the beginning of the year, I believe. DeAndre Hopkins. I, I have yet to see anybody with better hands than DeAndre Hopkins, whether he's on a losing team or winning team. He makes some incredible catches, like some of me. And I think he caught a couple this year. Um, although Kyler Murray, <laughs> yeah, we all know about him. But um, uh, I got to go with DeAndre Hopkins. The, his hands, one-handed catches, over-the-head catches, 
Mawson in between the legs. He hasn't done that yet, but I'm pretty sure we'll see it soon. Um, I just think he has the best hands still to this day. Yeah, that's a good call. But K-Walk, you're the receiver on the show, so you know your opinion. It carries a lot of weight when we're talking best hands. So who you got? Yeah, I I saw some. I saw a lot of guys have some great catches, not consistently like Pickens from – from Pittsburgh, he had that one catch. I believe it was the first week of the season. He mm-hmm. had that unbelievable catch on the sideline, um, but he wasn't consistent with it. Um, I also had uh, – I'm not going to go through the list, but my number one uh, guy is um, Justin Jefferson. I, I just yeah. think that, you know, some of the catches that he made throughout the years um, – consistently sideline middle of the field back of the end zone back shoulder throws uh you name it he made those catches man unbelievable catches uh there so uh justin jefferson the offensive player of the year um gets my pick as the best hands in nfl 2022 yeah that's a good call good call all right last one um let's talk owner. wait hold on jay oh, real quick i'm also giving uh Devontae adams can't forget about I, yeah, I, have some list. I have my list yeah, he, also have aj brown good. on that so yeah. Oh man, you give him a shot. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Devontae Adams, that catch that he made was in the playoffs, or was that to get them to the playoffs? I can't remember. Uh, wait, they didn't make the playoffs, but that last no, game play, he played yeah. in, yeah, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. That last game he played in, I can't remember who they played, but that was one amazing catch. Um, mm-hmm. that he called that deep pass. So he has some good hands as well. Yeah, there's so many guys in the league that just make catching the ball look really easy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> some so the skill level, some of these guys. All right, last one. Owners, who's your best owner in the NFL? Who you like? If there's a guy you could play for or work for, who's the best owner in the NFL, Britt? You had to come to me first. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's a guy I can play for or work for. Oh, that that makes things a little bit differently than what I was thinking. Um, oh, jeez, uh, I don't know. Uh, Let me take it. Many... All right, I'm gonna come back to you, Britt. Think yeah. about it. Let me go to K Walk. <laughs> um, I, I got I had two guys here, or two ownerships, I should say. But the first one is uh, Art Rooney, uh, the second uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just love they're they're the most consistent football team or football organization um, in the entire league. Um, look what they do with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's been there for I don't know how long, and he's been done. He's been doing nothing but winning. And yeah. I mean, he has a winning record. He hasn't had a losing record, I believe, in over 15 mm-hmm. years. And they just stay consistent. I know they don't get to the playoffs uh, every year, but they always have a winning record. So you can always count on them being in, in the uh, in the in in the mix of things, and not just to mention what he does. Everything he just does everything like um, you know so classy. Yeah. Uh, meaning Arwuni um, the the second and, and that organization, they just do everything and, and you know like a, a class act uh, organization. So I would say Art Rooney. Close second is the Hunt family from the uh, Kansas City uh, Chiefs. Um, I love everything. I love mm-hmm. everything they did there. You know, they obviously, you know, we can be they could be considered a um, you know a dynasty right now, or at least they're on the verge of becoming a dynasty. Um, but we'll see how that plays out with Eric Bieniemy going. But those are the, those are the two ownerships that I would uh, I wouldn't mind playing for. Yeah, good calls. Yeah. It's hard to um, go against mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, right? And they just yeah. like you said, they've been so consistent. Um, you know, patient with coaches, you know, they, they just do it the right way. But Britt, you, you come up with anything, what you got? Well, I had Art Rooney on my list. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't say it because you rephrased the question. To me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because I was thinking of rings, you know, I had Robert Kraft, not because of his personal stuff, 
do anything with personal life. <laughs> he would be the worst to me. Um, but then I and then I have Art Rooney. Um, but if somebody I would want to play for, I'm be honest with you, I may just stay home here. And Jeffrey Lurie, I think he he not just because of the t- the team that he puts on the field, but more he allows his players to have more of a platform. You know, when all the other players was kneeling or um, protesting in a way, he said, you guys can protest. I'm okay with that, and I will have your back. That is not a problem, and that's what he did. So that case, someone who allows me to uh, utilize my platform to do what's right, I'm going to say Jeffrey Lurie outside, second to Art Rooney. Yeah, that's a good call. That's an excellent mm-hmm. call right there. Um, all right, good stuff, guys. Uh, let's let me just, let's do a fun question. Then we'll do our rant and who's ball and and, and ra- our yeah who's ball and rant. However we do it with whatever the order is, <laughs> and then we'll wrap this thing up. But I got a, a, a bit of a fun question for you guys. K Walk, I'm gonna start with you. If you had to give up one, like you couldn't watch it anymore for the rest of your life, so you got to give up one. I'm gonna put four sports on the table. You got to give up one that you can never watch again for the rest of your life. NFL, MLB, college football, college basketball. Which one are you taking off the table for the rest of your life, K-Walk? You, uh, you know I'm a beast. You know I'm a beast guy, man. Oh, man. All right, Jay. This is going to sound crazy. Oh, wow. I know you're not giving up the Yankees. That's that's where I'm. That's where I'm right there. That's what's keeping me in the in the from from picking, uh, Jay. So football is definitely in. So right now it's between college basketball and uh, and Major League Baseball. College basketball, yeah, no, man, that's what's killing me, man. But the way that's what I'm about to say, Jay. The way they've been playing and the way college basketball has been, I've been trying to put my finger on it. I just can't figure college basketball out. Okay, well, before you answer that question, Michael Jordan's tar heels. Now I know, I know. You know what, man? I. I got, you know, as much as I love my Yankees, man, I, I got to say, I got to give up MLB, man. I got to give up MLB. Ooh. College basketball, um, I love it, man. I just think they're having a down year. My Obviously, my Tar Heels are. But I've been watching Tar, I've been watching basketball since, uh, college basketball since 1982, uh, since I was 11 years old, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say MLB, man. MLB is, is the one that has to, that I can't watch anymore. God, that hurts to yeah, say that's that. Tough. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, that hurts that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> All right, Britt, you only get three choices. I'm not what? giving you four. Because I don't know Why? how much you I I I, try, I want to make it hard on you, Britt. That I don't know how much you love. Do you love? You're not. You don't love baseball, Britt. So I don't. I want to chose. I would have chose baseball. So yeah. I'm, not giving, I'm not giving you that as a choice. So Britt, you I love got, baseball, but not like that. You got the NFL, mm-hmm. women's college basketball. Because I know you like. I know you like what? South Carolina. I know you like watching the ladies, Britt. So NFL mm-hmm. women's college basketball. NBA. And the NBA, which yeah. one are you not watching ever yeah. again for the rest of your life? Yeah, Brett. Good job. <laughs> Good stuff, Jay. Good stuff, Jay. For the rest of my life. The oh, rest of your you life. Know. You can never watch again. You know I'm a basketball a person. Oh, I'm such a basketball person. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
You're gonna miss some wins. I'm just letting you know that's recorded, and I'm gonna <laughs> save that. I ain't gonna throw the whole thing. I just spelled when it. It's, that's all I spelled. When it's the 49ers versus the Eagles, I'm gonna play that next year. <laughs> no, I'm oh, um, I ain't got that much time, do I? Uh, okay, um. Y'all gonna think I'm crazy for this, but I'm gonna go with the NBA, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I love the NBA, I love basketball. As you know, basketball is my first love, always and forever. But I just feel like it's not quality basketball as much as it used to be. You know, there's no fundamental, the physicality most of the time is just gone, it's tic tac y fouls being called. It's just not the same basketball as when we've seen the Michael Jordans or little bit the next era the AIs and the Kobe's and it's not as physical and sometimes I get annoyed with today's NBA game. I'm gonna be honest with you. I get really annoyed. So I'd rather watch um women's basketball, the men's college basketball, or just go to football. So I'm gonna say the NBA. Yeah, that that's not a bad call. I I mean I really like women's college basketball too. So yeah, that that's that's not a bad call at all, Britt. Not a bad call at all. All right, good stuff, y'all. Let's um <laughs> let's do our rants. Our rants next every uh week. We we like to just give everybody a chance to get something off their chest. If something's bothering you, you get one minute to let it out, or it could be something positive as well. We've had some some good positive rants as well. Uh so who wants to start this week? Jay, you start. Uh, I can start. I can start. I I, I might be stealing somebody's rant because I don't know that okay. there was that much to rant about this week. Mm-hmm. So my rant's going to be the NBA All Star Weekend. I did not enjoy mm-hmm. it. I did. I see. I, I, I knew it. I didn't enjoy it. I think sometimes these leagues are are trying to get too cute and change everything yeah. and change the skills competition and change this and change the dunk contest. And they do all these things thinking that they're making it better, changing the game. Mm-hmm. And and really what ends up happening is, is that it's worse. So I just think keeping it simple is the better way to go NBA. All these changes with the All-Star Weekend. This this is one of the worst All-Star Weekends that I remember in, in recent history. So NBA, please do something fix your all-star weekend uh, i agree 100% agree with that okay walk i don't know if i stole yours there did you, did you have a backup have a, prepared I had two backups i had okay. two backups right. i prepared myself <laughs> this week but yeah i agree with you there jay fix that and then nba used to be one of the the, the best yeah. that yeah. you know for sure yeah. now we're talking about you know the, the pro bowl possibly being second best i mean i don't think you <laughs> i mean mlb is still good with the home run derby and yeah. the way they do the all-star game as well and some of the other events as well but right now we're talking about the nba possibly being number three maybe four because the nhl they they're they're pretty yeah. good if i don't i don't yeah. watch too much of it from what i hear they're pretty good yeah but uh nonetheless i'm going to go with college basketball i mentioned college basketball earlier just the season of college basketball i've been trying to put my finger on this uh this season all year long college basketball this goes out to every single team out there all the ranked teams uh, all the teams that are right there on the cuffs on the bubble first four in first four out 
get it together, guys. Can figure <laughs> out who you are. Figure out who you are because it's it's rough this season, especially my mm-hmm. North Carolina Tar Heels. I mean, coming in the season, they were number one ranked. They were they're six, 34 seconds away from winning their national championship. Now you're on the first four out um, right now, and, and you don't know where you're going to be. Uh, you know, you have to win the ACC tournament in order to get into the uh, in, in order to get into the big dance, if you will. But every other team did the same thing. No one wants to claim and hold on to that number one spot. So college basketball, uh, understand what you, who you are and go out there and be who you are. If you're a bad team, continue to play bad. If you're a good team, continue to play good. But just college basketball right now, this is it's just, it's just baffling me right now. Yeah, man, I'm with you. It's been hard to watch. I mean, I don't watch a ton mm-hmm. of college basketball anyway mm-hmm. until the tournament, but man, it's been tough. I, I have not really been able to really engage in, in the men's college game much at all. Maybe the tournament can save it just because the tournament yeah. just so, so much magic with the tournament. Mm-hmm. But man, you're right, K Walk. It it they there's a lot of teams that need to get it together. Britt, what you got for us? I'll say this, Aaron McKee's doing okay with that Temple team, so yeah, they, they, they starting to come back. University. <laughs> um, no, uh, for those who don't know, K-Walk was D1 athlete at Temple University uh, for the football team, so that's why he, he knows that. Me, um, I got to come at KD, Kevin Durant. He recently said NBA stars requesting trades are good for the NBA. I do not agree. I think he thinks... Uh, is good for him and his brand, just like any other NBA star. But no, I do not think NBA uh, stars requesting the trades are, are good for the NBA. How do you prove that you're the best? All these stars want to just team up with, with each other. That's what I admire about the old days. Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. What's the one thing they say? Larry, uh, uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird were best friends, but they never wanted to team up with each other. Why? Because they knew I can't, I can't be the best if I don't beat the best. If I join up with you, I will never be considered the best. So, KD, as talented as you are, I completely disagree with you. And to me, you're a great talent, but I'm still not sure if, you the, if you're the best that ever played the game because every time we look, you're on a team with another great superstar, and it needs to stop. Just me personally, that's what I think. I think these trades are more for the players' brands and to put money in their pockets than it is really about winning and proving that you are the best player to ever play the game. So I have a major problem with that. Yeah, and I think fans are tired of it too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Britt, I can't decide. I was kind of side-eyeing you when you said KD. I'm like, why is Britt going to come after my guy? <laughs> but I can't really disagree <laughs> with it. I mean, these guys are all over the place all the time. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to just settle down and try to just get it done and grow a team and get over the hump and go through the struggles to win the championship. So I I can't, I can't disagree with you at all. Last player who did that, if I can recall Kobe, if you want to consider Steph Curry, actually he might be the last person. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all let's do who's balling every week. We want to shout out a team, a player uh, that's just been absolutely getting it done. Um, I'll start again. I'll go first again. That way nobody can steal mine. I'm going to stay in the, in the women's game, women's college basketball. I don't know if you guys have watched Tennessee at all, but they got a young lady named Rakia Jackson. She can absolutely flat out play guys last four games, 27, 25, 21 and 28. This girl can play, man. She's going to be a top five pick in the WNBA draft coming up this year. Rakia Jackson, absolutely balling. K-Walk, who you got for us? 
Yeah, I was going to – I have three here, but I'm going to go with my guy, man, my guy Tiger Woods, man. I know he didn't do much, but he what he did for me, and he got me watching golf again. <laughs> so he, so I was so curious to see if he was going to make the cut. And for me, Tiger Woods making the cut is a win for Tiger Woods. I mean, considering where he's been, where you know what he's coming off of, I think he's two years removed from that accident. Yeah. He almost lost his leg. Um, he's still getting back to back into it. I knew if he made the cut that he wouldn't be um, he wouldn't be that much effective, you know, uh, Saturday and Sunday because mm-hmm. of all that wear and tear, uh, on, you know, on that leg. But um, for him to make the cut uh, is it, tremendous for me. He did it one uh, a one under par. So to me, Tiger Woods was I'm gonna go golf in here. He was <laughs> golf. <laughs> Or <laughs> not, not to get us too far off the off the topic, K Walk, but do you, will Tiger ever win again? I'm not even going to say a major. Yeah. Will he right. just ever win a tournament? Period. Again, it's tough, Jay, because I really thought that this was one of his best chances to do it, man. I mean, four days is tough on that leg. Um, yeah. But he's he starts off so well, man. He starts off so well. So um I can't bet against Tiger. I'll never go, I'll never bet against Tiger. So I'll say yes, he'll he'll win another tournament somewhere. It won't be a I don't think it'll be a major, but he'll win somewhere he'll down the road. Something down the road for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I agree with that. I think I agree because I think at some point he'll find that magic and be able to put yep. it together for four days. You agree, Britt? Yeah, I think I agree as well. I think this uh this situation, how well he played recently, although he didn't win, um, I think it gets started to build his confidence back up. Yeah. And I, we're never going to see that old, old Tiger. No, nah, he's not. too old. He's too injured for that. But I think he'll do enough to be able to win um, a match or so. What, yeah. What yeah, I agree. Right? I, I what, think, what I think you match? guys are right. Um, is, yeah. it a match? Is, it a, is it a match? Golf match? It's, yeah. No. Golf match. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's oh, a match. Hey, K Walk. I got Talk something for you. Talk to me. <laughs> we got a brown got thing. Uh, okay. That's a good thing, brown. though. That's a good thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Brittany Monique, who you got for oh, us? Who's balling? balling? Yep. Um, uh, I don't know. I was gonna go for the All Star game, but it was just so easy. Uh, um. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna give my guy a shout out. Um, I know this really boosts his, his popular popularity, um, boosts his career. I'm gonna go with Mac McClung. Um, I, I really think he did some I fantastic. You, <laughs> <laughs> I think he uh did some fantastic dunks um and brought a little bit more excitement back to the dunk contest. He didn't save it, but I just think he he got us a little bit more excited about it. Um, and I hope he could come back next year and Hopefully, some stars will be able to join in. If not, I think the NBA should then go to some street dunkers. But Mac McClung, you were balling. Well, yeah, that was definitely Duncan, the, Duncan. the best part of a uh, of a bad All Star weekend. For sure. <laughs> right, <laughs> for sure. Hey guys, right, before guys. we before we Yo, end the ahead, show, can, can we just a shout out to everyone who uh, commented on our uh, on our show? Some great comments. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the love for sure. I saw some comments there, so I want to thank everybody who uh, who engaged in the show. We appreciate the love and can continue to do so. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Had a lot of great comments tonight. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys listening and watching. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We're trying to grow this thing as much as we can. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Also, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. 
Uh, and we definitely, like K-Walk said, we definitely appreciate you guys listening. All right, guys, before we get out of here, Britt, let everyone know where they can find you on social media and if there's anything sports-wise you're looking forward to this week. Um, well, I'm back now on Twitter. So Twitter, <laughs> TikTok, and Instagram. Welcome you can back. find me at Brittany Monique. is right there on my screen. So if you're not sure how to spell it, it's right there. Um, and then this weekend is all about basketball. I know we are in baseball uh, spring spring training as of right now. So I'm looking forward to this young guy in the Phillies organization, Andrew Painter, the pitcher, 6'7", six, 6'7", seven, six, seven, um, pitcher. Yeah, he's tall. He's, they're saying he could be a, a, a phenom. So hopefully that turns out to be true. You know, I got the Yankees farm system, so it's going to be interesting. Um, but that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. All right, you can find me at Jason Talk Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And um, I mentioned Rakia Jackson earlier, guys. Tennessee plays number one South Carolina on Thursday night. I don't think Tennessee is good enough to beat them, but it should be a good basketball game. So that that's something to look forward to this week. K Walk, what about you? Yeah, you can catch me on uh, uh, Instagram, Kevin.Walker142, Twitter, at Kevin Walker, Facebook, uh, Kevin Walker. And also my uh, show tomorrow night with Sports Talk with K-Walk and, and E. Scott. Uh, check that out, guys. And uh, my link will be on there for the, to listen to the show live, where you can call in as well. You guys engage tonight, engage tomorrow. Um, the link will be on those, uh, those platforms I mentioned. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything you guys just said, some basketball college basketball um nba starts up uh, i believe a little bit uh this 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 weekend as well starts back up everyone's off of that break hopefully we get some some good basketball nba basketball hopefully they, you know everyone you know uh was safe and then uh, did everything the right way during that break and uh also uh i'm going to check out that game for sure jay that tennessee south carolina game uh, on thursday as well yeah yeah real, oh real and quick, i can't guys. wait to see kd in a phoenix uniform i, I i'm looking yeah. forward to that as well there you go Mm -hmm. Real quick, it's interesting you said that, K. Walk, because I know uh, Giannis had to go to New mm -hmm. York to check out his his wrist. wrist so that's going to be interesting yeah. to see how that mm -hmm. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that goes. <clears throat> All right, y'all. Good stuff. Uh, to all the listeners, we certainly thank you and appreciate you listening to the Sideline sure. Speaks. Mm -hmm. We'll be back here next Tuesday live at 7 p.m. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next week. Sixers. <laughs> Your inside never had it so good sports radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.